The Comic Relief Podcast is an unscripted discussion about the pop culture surrounding comic books with your host, Uncanny Thomas Logue, and Astonishing Amy Logue. Hello, everyone. We are at Southern California Comics for Free Comic Book Day. That is Amy sitting next to me, being rude, not letting me introduce her properly. All right. With my co-host today, it is the beautiful Amy Logue. Hi. So, how is it being up this early to set up for the Comic Relief Podcast at SoCal Comics? I mean, I have to be real. I really didn't do a lot of setting up. No, no, you didn't. But I supervised. (laughs) Which is all you do. <laughs> um, I'm doing good. I mean, it's early, but at least it's not raining this year. And if it does rain, we bought our oh own tarp God. for this year. He, so we have our own little tarp. So and we have our banner hanging on the tarp. excited about this tarp that we yeah. bought. Originally, they were going to go sit us uh, at the end of the artist's, uh, right in front of the store. But where I was like, hey. there already was a tarp. Yeah, where there was already a tarp. But I was like, hey, we got our own tarp. We're going to go sit over here. Where there is no tarp, and we're going to use our tarp. Tom was totally excited. He bought it. Technically not a tarp. Sorry. It's a canopy. Canopy is the correct word. A tarp is that plastic thing you just like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So Tom's excited because he bought a canopy and two new chairs. Two new awesome chairs, by the way. Amy was going to go ahead and use these little beach chairs that sit like lowriders. These chairs are like solid steel. and Maybe not solid steel, but they're they're pretty durable for my uh, heavy rump. My Thor bod rump, if you will. The Spoilers, by the oh way, if you've not seen Avengers Endgame. So the line, <laughs> the line has already started for the free comic books, and we still have an hour left before the shenanigans start. Indeed. Usually the uh, free comic book day at SoCal does very well uh, in terms of uh, foot traffic. Is there anything you want to talk about? That was it. Because you just wanted to do an intro because you have to go leave and get massaged and all this other stuff and bail on me for like an hour and a half. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll, we'll see you when it starts, or he, you, you'll hear it, or I don't know. There you go. Very, you'll hear from us when this starts, tired. and uh, once the editing is all done. All right, so today I have a special guest with me. Go ahead and say what your name is. Uh, my name's Ryan. All right, Ryan, have I talked to you before on this podcast? Yeah, I talked to you guys uh, two years ago and three years ago. Perfect. What did we talk about two years ago? Do you remember? Two years ago, we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Such and, a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> and three years ago, we I talked to you about Civil War. So we have a history here, right? Right. So every year, I'm going to see you here, right? Yes. <laughs> so a lot of movies have come out since then. We've had, have you seen Captain Marvel? Yeah. What do you think, Captain Marvel? I liked it. I I really liked Nick Fury in it. He was really cool, huh? Yeah. It was kind of cool to see them like back being like a younger version of them. Yeah. And then I thought some of the space stuff was pretty cool. And yeah, it was. yeah I think Captain Marvel, if she had a little more character development, I would have liked it a little better. Yeah, it was supposed to be like an origin story, but right. they kind of just jumped into her being really powerful. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So I liked it overall. So are, do you read the comics also? Like, have yeah. you read the comics? Mm-hmm. So. When they showed the scrolls, the guys who can shape change, right? Like in the comics, they're traditionally the bad villains, guys. Yeah. yeah. Were you expecting them at some point to just show that they're bad guys? Yeah, I, I was not expecting them to be good guys, and I really liked the character of Talos. Talos. Yeah. Yes. I was expecting them to set up secret invasion. Yeah. Um, that's but, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, but then if they're good guys, it doesn't really make sense for them to be posing as Marvel characters. The entire time, I was waiting for the scrolls to turn, but when they showed the family and like the kids, I was like, well, if they turn evil now it's gonna be really weird why am i gonna hate these guys they yeah, got a yeah. family and then like we saw ronan the accuser as like a bad guy in guardians but i kind of was expecting him to just be one kree who's bad and not all the Kree's all being... the kree yeah kree are kind of like the middle like yeah. it can be good can be bad mm-hmm. but this time it was like all the kree were bad and the scrolls were good yeah so i thought that was a good twist because as someone who reads comics the whole time i was waiting for something that something to happen that was not going to happen and obviously what else that came out after captain marvel we, uh, also... and we got Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Have you seen it? Yes. Twice. Twice? Yeah. You've seen it more times than I have. I'm (laughs) supposed to see it again this weekend. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I was enthralled by everything that was happening. Right. So much good stuff. Yeah. I I think I liked it even better the second time. I wasn't like nervous about what they were going to do. So I was just like, you already know what's going to happen. Really great movie. I thought the first, I don't want to spoil anything. No, it's Um, okay. We already said spoilers. Oh, okay. We did. Okay. So yeah, you can can spoil away, man. Spoil away. Hawkeye is 
is actually one of my favorite characters. He isn't for a lot of people, but he is for me, and I thought he was very cool in that movie. So to me, Hawkeye is actually one of the greatest superheroes because yeah, he's, he's standing normal next dude. to Yeah, he's a normal dude. I love the line in Age of Ultron where he's trying to talk to Scarlet Witch out to going out there, and he's like, we're fighting giant robots and the city's on fire, and I've got a bow and arrow. Yeah, so. that's, that's all I got is a bow and arrow, and that's why I think he's so great. He's standing next to like Hap, Thor, Iron Man, all these people who have everything, and he's just a dude with a bow and arrow. Yeah, and Did then you like, like the, the Matt Fraction uh, series of comics I yes. really like. Yes, Yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that change that they did with Hawkeye? Because he does away with the bow and arrow yeah. in Endgame. Um, I still really liked him. I thought he was very cool. I liked how, I mean, the, his family, in the MCU version of Hawkeye, his family is like one of his major parts of his character. Yes. And then that kind of, that makes sense. Like, I like seeing the different ways um, that the the snap affected the different characters, different characters like yep. some characters would like Scarlet Witch just couldn't move on or no Scar sorry um Black Widow, Black Widow sorry yep. yeah I knew uh, what you meant yeah Hulk was like Hulk, he sort of adjusted Hulk and Iron Man kind of like it was better for yeah. them almost yeah but then like when Iron Man sees the picture of Peter he's like yeah oh, I gotta Starts do to this lose it again. Yeah. yeah and then like Thor goes in complete depression yes and then Hawkeye becomes a vigilante yeah. So. He became uh, Ronan, a, yeah, which is right. also from Ronin. the comics. And I thought that was a cool idea of these people were bad guys, but they survived the snap, so Hawkeye's like, they don't deserve to be alive. They don't deserve to. Alive. Like, if my family doesn't, these guys definitely right. don't. So right. that was such a good scene with yes. uh, Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Really, really liked that change. First, like, big action scene of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then, like, it was kind of cool, I thought, how the, there were, like, three parts of the movie depressing first yeah, act the kind of the setup the yeah. sad like here we are with and then everything the, gone. the fun like back to the future 2 yes. time travel second act which was really fun and then i like the part where tony was talking to his dad I thought that was, was cool. a good scene yeah. that was a really really good and scene. and then the third act was just insane probably my favorite moment of any movie now was when the the hammer comes and then it just you think it's going to go to thor and then it goes back and it's cav and i'm like it's cav. yeah that was then, such a good scene. Right. Like, everyone in our theater cheered. Yeah, the theater was so good. Yeah. Everyone loved it. We saw it opening also. We went at 9.50 at night. Yeah. Because everything else before that yeah. was sold out. Yeah, so. I, I had to wait in an online wait room. Um, the first day tickets came out to get, like, 6.15 um, tickets Showing. on Thursday because we had school the next day. Yeah. So we didn't want to see it too late. It's too late. No, that yeah. makes sense. There were two parts in that movie where it just looked, I was kind of just amazed because it looked straight out of a comic book. The, the first one for me was, um, it like, they both looked like two pagers, that just, like, one big scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the first one was when everyone's running and then just giant man just punching the giant space giant. whale. Yes. That was insane. Okay. And then the second one was uh, Tony's funeral. Where oh. like you just see all the characters. Yeah, that was so cool to me. Yeah, and then I just could like imagine like that as be a big thing, and then like at the top it says like the death of Tony, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Or yeah, something. I can yeah. see that. Did speaking of Tony Stark's funeral, did you catch you know that when they pan through that the kid Iron at Man the three kid? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I thought catch that, was so that at cool. first. My well, wife caught that. Yeah, I I knew he was in the cast. Yeah. I just didn't really know what part he where? would play. Yeah. So then I'm just like, oh, that's where he is. Yeah. So like, yeah. I totally missed that. My wife was like. That's the kid from Iron Man 3. I was like, yeah. you're right. That yeah. is. That's, I thought that was so cool how, like, the full circle yeah. with, like, they brought the Phase 1 back. and early Phase 2 movies are still. So, speaking of Phase 1, Phase 2, and how they all tied in, you know how they normally do a stinger at the very end of the movie? Right. There was a note on most theaters saying, hey, there is no stinger, but did you stay and wait? Yeah, I didn't know that there was no stinger. My theater didn't say. But then there was the clanging the from clanging. Iron Man 1. Yep, so it ties it back to the very yeah. first movie. Some people are saying that, like, oh, this means that Tony Stark is coming back. Yeah. I, I don't. Th I think it's just a reference, like yeah, a cool it's, reference. It's basically tying it right yeah, back I'm to the pretty, first Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're just making a reference. This is like, that was the beginning, here's the end. Yeah. Right. We are tying it right back to the beginning. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of some of the changes? So we talked about the changes they made in Hawkeye. What about the right. change they made in Thor? Thor. Thor went okay. from this godly body to so, basically my body. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm kind of conflicted. So my cousin is a really big Thor fan. So and am I. He's yeah, yeah. One of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's my dad's too. Um, and, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he, I was talking to him on the phone, and he hated it, and he oh. he thought he thought that he loved Thor so much in Ragnarok and Infinity War, and he oh, was like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, he was just mad that he he thought that they played it off as a joke, and he just wished that if they're gonna go that route they would have been like more respectful made it so like it was more of like a actual like bad thing in his life and not just a joke 
Um, but well, he I did think, lose right, right, right. 50% of the for, Guardians, yeah. and then Thanos killed a few extra on top of that. For me, I think, I, I see he where he's coming from. And his brother. Right. I he's see, gone through a lot. I, I, I see where he's coming from, but for me, I think it worked really well because, like, I think there's different ways of, like, dealing with something, yeah. and, like, one of the ways is, like, comedy yeah. is a little bit. And then um, I thought a lot of people, I think, us I've seen online said that they didn't think the emotional scene with his mom worked, but I thought it worked. I thought that worked really well. That yeah. actually choked me up. <laughs> yeah, and then I thought it was cool how they didn't just change it because I think it's cool when, like, people, like, take risks and then yeah. stick with them and don't just retcon it immediately. Yeah, I agree. So I'm a huge Thor fan. Um, I love Dragon one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. and this change that they did with Thor I absolutely loved it because they still made him like a viable character but, but he was really funny also right. and he was really funny at Ragnarok so they mm -hmm. kept it all they did was throw weight on him and to be fair Cap was a better Thor when right. you know, that scene with the hammer yeah. but that's alright with me and like, I think I Thor okay got his big epic moment in Infinity War moments yeah. when he was just like on the battlefield yeah. and like and I think now it's Cap didn't really get very many moments in Infinity War and, and I yeah. felt like because we they knew this was both Tony and Cap's final movie. Right. Thor's going to have more movies. Yeah, I think Thor's headed for, you know, obviously Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians 3. Or as Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> right. whichever way. Yeah. But I think they wanted to give Cap a big send-off. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they made Tony the main dude who gets the gauntlet in the end and burns away and dies. So that's Tony's big moment saying goodbye. And this was Cap's big moment to right. say, look at me, I got the, you know, I'm worthy of the hammer. I'm, it was a great moment. Yeah. A great moment. I was okay with Cap being a better Thor, even though Thor is one of my favorite characters. Right. What did you think of the, the balance between Star-Lord and Thor, speaking of the Asgardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. That kind of banter that they had? Yeah. I liked it. I, I kind of thought, like, since it's like a three-hour movie, I'm like, maybe that scene went on for a little too long. Like, they, they did the joke, like, four times. Yeah. Maybe they could have done, like, three, three times. Where he's like, I still liked it, Stop though. Stop touching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop touching it. I, <laughs> I really, I in charge. Chris oh, Hemsworth yeah, is know. such a good actor where it's just like, he's like, we know. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So Star Wars in charge. And they just like, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. And he does that little side eye, like, yeah, we know. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I am actually looking forward to see if Thor does continue to stay with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. honestly what I'm hoping they do. Yeah. And then there are cool, like, small things in the movie, like Rocket in his comic outfit. I thought yes. that was pretty cool. That was another good one. What did you think of Nebula? Because Nebula I thought she went was awesome. through a big change. I think kind of. Gamora was, like, the surprise hit of Infinity War. I thought, yeah. like, the surprise, like, great character I wasn't expecting. And then Nebula was, I think, that character for, for this, this movie. One. I really like the scene where it's her and Tony still in the pod before right. they get rescued. The food thing, and then everything that she kind of goes through and uh, redeems herself. A good friend of mine made a point though. So you remember when they follow Peter Quill and they knock him out and they take the, I think it's the Power Stone, right? Yes. So she puts her hand through that field and it burns her whole arm. Yeah. And then they come back and then her and past Nebula swap places because she takes um, current Nebula's headpiece and uh -huh. pretends to be her. Like how come War Machine didn't notice that her arm wasn't burnt anymore? Like, yeah, I didn't think yeah, of that. My, my friend yeah. brought it up. He's like, technically, this could have all been avoided if War Machine paid more attention. I was like, that's a good point. Like, yeah, I didn't even really think about true. that. Like, oh. I didn't think about it. That's why War Machine didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty cool scene that my friend uh, Jason Hamar brought up. He's like, yeah. if War Machine paid more attention, he would have known something was up. Yeah. So so we know that they, they do the time jump and all that stuff, which, by the way, I love that mm -hmm. thing where Tony Stark says, are you basing your knowledge of time travel on, on Back, Back to, to the, the Future? future. <laughs> and, and Paul Rudd's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what do you think of that scene when they do all come back? You see Doctor Strange's portals opening and everyone starts coming through. That was just an awesome scene. I think Such the perfect way to do it. I would have, like, if I was planning out the movie and I knew everything up to that point, I would have not thought of this. But, like, the radio comes over. It's like, Cap, Cap, come in. It's like, And he's just like, what? what? Wait, that's yeah. Falcon. Like at first it didn't occur to me, I'm just like, Oh yeah, it's Falcon but then I'm like, Wait, Falcon's dead. Yeah. Um and then and then he's just like yeah. on your left from yeah. Winter Soldier <laughs> and then it's just so good, so good. He's so good. I and love then like that scene. and then it's just and then the first time in the MCU where he says Avengers Assemble. Yes. Very cool. Like very cool. I, I don't even think that even occurred to me that they never said it before because in Age yep. of Ultron at the end he's like Avengers, but then he doesn't actually doesn't say it. Doesn't say it, yeah. They um, stop it. And it's just like all the Asgardians, all the Ravagers, all the magicians. The and the people from Wakanda too. Right, that, right, right, right. Wakanda. I was like, oh yeah, yes. yeah. Got so. some Mbaku was there for Baku, a little bit. Yep. Yeah. What did you um, think of the scene where uh, Thanos and Captain Marvel are going at it? And he rips the Infinity Stone, oh, yeah. smacks her with it, and then puts it back. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that yeah, was that's cool. And then there's that scene where um, I think it's 
first it's Captain Marvel and she's like, hey, I'll take care of this. And then all the other girls show up, yeah. like Shuri and all of them, Rescue and all of them. Yeah, so I really liked the scene. There's someone online who brought up a good point that instead of that it shouldn't have been Captain Marvel who picked up the gauntlet, the gauntlet. because first of all, there's it's a few reasons. So first of all, it was uh, Nando V Movies on YouTube um, is the guy who thought of this. Okay. Um, and yeah, like, why would Peter ask Captain Marvel how she's gonna like get through the army if he just saw her uh, go through a ship? And wouldn't it make more sense if like someone else picked it up? And he thought that Nebula should pick it up because then it's like a valid question, like how are you gonna get through the army? Yeah. She's more of a normal person. And then Gamora stands next to her and goes, "She'll have help." Because then yeah. it's like a character arc for this version of Gamora. Yeah. And then all, and then like Captain Marvel comes down and all the the everyone else comes down. At the that ladies point. come. Yeah. That's the, a good point. And then the, it, yeah. it is what it is. It is. Yeah, they wanted to show off Captain Marvel right, because right. she's our new, new big character. character that they yeah. want to promote and push hard. Do you yeah. have anything else you want to add? Oh, I thought Scarlett Johansson was really good. Yo, yeah, speaking of that, what about that Hawkeye-Black Widow scene for the Soul Stone? I really liked it. I I, I think there's some people who said that it was too goofy, but I didn't, too I don't goofy. think, like, when they were just, like, like blasting each other, I didn't Fighting think so at all. No. I thought it was emotional. Yeah, those two know each other very well yeah. from the past that they share, so they're going to know how to try to take each other yeah. down. And I also really liked the quick line before that where they're, like, far from, we're far from Budapest now, oh. because in Avengers 1, Black Widow's, like, Oh, it's just like Budapest again. And Hawkeye's like, uh, you and I remember Budapest very, very differently. differently. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I wonder if since uh, the Black Widow movie is going to be a prequel, probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unless something drastically changes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll see Bu the Budapest, Budapest. mission. That's like, what I would Kind of like, like they did with Solo, where we saw the Kessel run. Yeah. Like oh, that. and then when Hawkeye's family disappeared in the beginning. Yeah. That was, that was really sad. I mean, it, I knew it was coming. I'm just like, so I'm bracing myself. When he was training the girl, before right. I found out it was his, his daughter. daughter. Do you think it was um, Kate, Kate Bishop? Bishop? That's who I thought it was. Like I was like, oh, he's training Kate Bishop. Like it's happening. Yeah, and then the the Disney Plus series, Disney described the Hawkeye Disney Plus series as as, legacy, as right? like, and they said Kate Bishop esque. So yeah. it's probably going to be his daughter, who's it's, not Kate Bishop. Right. But he did call it's her Hawkeye the MCU, in yeah. the in Endgame. It's going to be the MCU version, version. of basically Kate. Her Bishop. name was like. Um, Delilah, Deli I think. I, you're, you're right. I think it was Delilah. Yeah. And then I also really liked that scene where Hawkeye was in the tunnel fighting the aliens from and, from Infinity gauntlet. War, and he's just like, boom, 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 yeah. and then he's like flying up, and there's explosions. I thought that was very. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a cool scene too, when uh, you know Hulk did the snap the first time. Oh yeah. And everything looks restored, and then like Scott Lang looks out, and he's and like, he, "Hey, there's birds." Yeah, and yeah. And then Hawkeye gets a call from yeah. his wife. Yep, that was so and good. Like, and then boom. <laughs> they're really smart because like you're happy that everyone's back, but then once the battle starts, you forget that everyone's back. Yeah. And then once Sam, the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And then once Sam comes, you're just like, "Everyone's back!" And yeah. then such a good yeah. moment. So speaking of Thanos, it brings me up to two points. What did you think when they first and go find Thanos again on his planet? Yeah. And then uh, Nebula is talking to him, and he's like, oh, maybe I misjudged you, daughter. And then Thor goes, wham! I went for the head. Yeah, and they're like, what are you doing? I went for the head. And then the scene goes black. I was literally I was waiting like, for credits to roll up. I was like, this is the shortest the movie. movie ever. <laughs> like, they said so, it was three hours. Yeah. The, <laughs> the scene with Thanos... When he does come back after he bombs Earth, and he says, "You know what? I was just gonna do the like the snap and make it half, but I'm basically gonna reset Earth." Yeah. I thought that was really cool. He's like, "You just made it yeah. personal." Speaking of Star Wars and Solo, I assume you saw those because right. you mentioned the Castle Run. Right. What did you think of? Uh, let's let's go with Star Wars and Solo story. Okay. What did you think of that? I liked it. It was kind of like it didn't make a huge impact on me. I thought it was like I didn't really like the idea of making a Han Solo movie, but then like. Once I heard that Donald Glover was going to be in it, yeah. and I really like him on Community, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I was interested, and then I ended up liking it. I think a lot of like the consensus online is super negative, yeah. um, but I think I liked it more than that. I don't know. I just kind of like it didn't really feel like Han Solo to me, and I also kind of felt like I was really worried that they were gonna make Han Solo a hero before he becomes, becomes a hero. A hero. Yeah. And they did. Kind yeah. of, so I didn't... He was I, kind of the accidental hero, though. Yeah. He still wasn't, like, a hero hero. Like, he didn't right. do it for the right reasons. He right. just did it to get out of where he yeah, was. Yeah, but he also kind of seemed... to woman back. Yeah, <laughs> to me, he just seemed, like, too nice of a guy. Yeah. Like, his Hansel was a scumbag in the beginning of he was. New Hope. 
Yeah, but he was. I still liked it. I really liked it because I thought the actor who played Han Solo, whose name I can't remember. So the guy who plays Han Solo, he I thought he did a really good job of impersonating his movements and his gestures and his mm-hmm. stances. Like I thought he did a really good job with that. And Danny Glover as Lando Calrissian yeah. was amazing. I know. He was like, such an amazing. So Lando. good. Yeah. So anything else you got that you want to talk about? Any movies? Um. Oh, Spider Verse was my favorite movie of last oh. year. Oh. Good call, Spider Verse. Yeah. Let's talk about Spider Verse. Okay, uh, yeah, I just I just got it on Blu-ray for Easter, and nice. um, I rewatched it, and it's still awesome. I just it was my favorite movie of last year in a long time. I think it was just so many things about it were just made me so happy. Like it was super emotional, but it was also super funny, and then like had everyone had really good arcs. Yes, I really like. I'm I'm a big Miles Morales fan. I've been reading his comics for a long time, oh, and I was like, perfect for you. Yeah, then. <laughs> and then I I was playing the Spider-Man PS4 game, and, <laughs> um, and then it was just awesome. And then like I really liked him, and I liked Peter B. Parker a lot. Oh yeah. Yes. I wasn't expecting to like him as much as I did because I'm yeah. like, oh, he's kind of like that BoJack Horseman-ish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then, but then he was like, re- he's the thing is like, he's distraught, but he's really good at being Be Spider-Man. Dist- yes. And then like, I was excited to see Spider-Ham on the big screen. That was like, so I you know I knew he was gonna be in it, but yeah. I was so surprised because he was just kind of like a one-two shot thing right, in Marvel right. comics, like right. back in the '80s. The thing that kills me, like many things, is I used to have that comic. One of the many times that I moved, I just got rid of it, mm. and now it's worth like three hundred dollars because oh, he appeared in Spider-Verse. in Spider-Verse. I could shoot myself for that now. <laughs> I just love that Spider Ham was a spider who got bit by a radioactive pig. pig. Yeah, I love <laughs> it just how cracks they flip me up. That. It was so funny because when they first, when I first saw the preview of uh, Into the Spider Verse, I saw the animation. And I was like, ah, it's cool animation, but I'm probably not going to see it. Yeah. And one of my friends went and saw it, the other guy that I normally podcast with, and he's like, mm-hmm. go see it, best movie ever. And I was like, I don't know. So it finally came out on Blu-ray. I picked it up, and I was like, all right, well, I've now seen it like eight times now <laughs> because it is, as you said, so yeah. good. Everyone has all these great roles. I love that they included Spider-Ham. The thing with Nick as Spider-Noir, oh, where yeah. he's first standing there and there's wind and he's inside. They're like, yeah. where's that wind coming from? Sometimes I let a match burn down to my fingers just to feel something, anything. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dynamics between Miles and his dad. Yeah, like, and, then his, and then Uncle Aaron. And yeah, and Uncle Aaron. Like when he goes to drop him off at the school in the cop car. And yeah. he's getting up to the door and he's like, I love you, son. And he's like, Dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, so good. Like, I knew Uncle Aaron was the prowler, but yeah. but still, no, but I, I didn't really, it didn't occur to me that that was the prowler the, the in the prowler. movie. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What's yep. he going to do? It, oh, and then I love the intros for each character where it's yeah. like, let's do this one more time. Yeah, that's one of the coolest things. Hi, my name's Peter Parker, blah, blah, blah. I'm Spider-Man And I'm the one and years. only Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and it does each one, like, after that. That yeah. was so good. I loved, loved Into the Spider-Verse. That yeah, and then they announced movie. they're going to do TV show spinoffs and what? movies. Yeah, they're doing a second one, I They're believe. doing a second one, and they announced that they're planning on doing a TV show, I think, too. Oh, really? I think. A str- I think it's streaming. I don't know. I'm not sure. If I should ask Dad. Are you planning to get the Disney streaming service? Perfect. I no. already have all the Disney Blu-rays, but it's worth it for the original shows, I think. Yes, because they've announced uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision Show. They've and Hawkeye. Uh, uh, Hawkeye. Loki. Loki. Falcon, Falcon and Winter and Soldier. Soldier. And then so. I'm really excited about, not I haven't heard anybody talking about this, but they announced a Marvel What If show. Oh, yes. The animated show based on, like, but it's the MCU. Yeah. Like, big events in the MCU and, like, what would happen if something, if something else? Yeah. Drastically the only changed. the only one they've announced that they're doing the first episode is what if Bruce Banner didn't become the Hulk? Yeah. And then I'm excited they're doing another Muppets show because I'm a big fan of the Muppets. Oh, yeah, they? yeah. Um, Did not know that. Yeah, and then. So is this a movie or like a it's show? It's a show, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, their last Muppet show was all right, yeah. like the ABC one. Yeah. Um, yep. I kind of wish it got a second season because I liked it. Yeah. But. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what direction they go. Very and then cool. they're doing a live-action Lady and the Tramp, which I'm pretty worried about because I don't, I haven't like. I think the only live-action one I've liked is the Jungle Book. Yeah. Um, I really didn't like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard to do a live-action of a cartoon that you really, yeah. really like. It's, and especially, and, to see it. and then they're doing like the thing that Disney Channel does all the time, where like it's the the animal, and then they like put peanut butter so it moves its, moves mouth, its mouth, and then they yeah. just put in a voice. They're yeah. doing that for Lady and the Tramp. I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah. 
they, they're so expressive in the movie. And yeah. It's like they're just going to be animals. I think they're going to lose something there. I, no, I agree. That's what I mean. Especially, so it's hard to do something like Beauty and the Beast. They can almost get away with because it's other they're than mostly the teapots. Humans. Yeah, other than the teapots and stuff like that. It's mostly human. But when you're doing Lady and the Tramp or Aristocats or something where it's primarily animals. Yeah. And then the Lion King, something. there are no humans. Yeah. So it's not even Literally, live action. No humans. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, I think they do lose something from that yeah. when they try to make those into live and action. And then originally when I saw the genie from Aladdin, I oh. was just like everyone else. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, that looks so bad. Yeah. Uh, and then that's in the newer trailers, I think they refined the model a little bit. I think he looks a little better. Yeah. But I'm still, I don't even know if I'm going to see that. I love Aladdin, but I think I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks rough. Speaking of uh, TV shows and stuff like that, yeah. have you seen, this is going off topic of like the... Marvel MCU yeah. and stuff like that. Have you seen the stuff for Sonic? Oh, yes. Yeah, see? When yes, you said I have. Aladdin, it made me think of Sonic. Right. But they're doing e the same thing, supposedly. I know. It looks... Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> supposedly they're doing the same thing because the, the trailer got it, such a bad reaction of how Sonic they're, they're looks. They're fixing it. Yeah, they're yeah. supposedly refining that want, as well. I don't even think... like You can make the character... The character looks bad, but the, the script looks worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, it, it don't, if you're going to fix something, I think you should fix the story and the writing before you fix the character. The character. Because I hate this trend in video game movies where they feel like, oh, or it's just car a lot of cartoon movies too. We have to bring them into the real world. The we real, can't just yeah. do it like it is in the original thing, like with Smurfs and Sonic. And they keep doing that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have most of the characters from the original show. It's usually just the main character and the villain. I'm like, yeah. I'm not a big Sonic fan, but... I think that's just You're taking weird. away from some of the lore when yeah. you're not including yeah. stuff that Sonic is known for. I know. Uh, speaking of video games and movies. Detective Pikachu. There you go. Yeah. Read my mind. What do you think? <laughs> I think that looks really good. I'm really excited it comes out on Friday. Yep. Really it, Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Somehow that just works. Like I, I would not have I would thought not. that worked. But somehow that works. Detective Pikachu was one of those movies, like, when they announced it, I'm like, all right, they're announcing it, but they're never going to make that. Yeah. And then, and then I'm just like, oh, they're casting Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, no, but it's they're still not going to make it. They're just yeah. telling us that. And then the trailer came out. I'm just like, oh, they're, they're making it. They're making it. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks good. Yeah. I was I think really the Pokemon, surprised. like, they, they got the perfect match of cartoony and realistic where yes. they look like they belong in the world. I would not have thought I'd get excited. When they announced the Pikachu movie, but as soon as they announced Ryan Reynolds, I was like, "Oh, how's that gonna work? You know, yeah. that's, that's not gonna work." And then they showed the trailer, and I was like, "That is gonna work." Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's sort of the same way. So how I'm stuck with the Pikachu who's addicted to caffeine. Oh no, I'm not addicted. These are all choices. These are all choices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the same way how I felt when they initially announced Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, because I knew Robert Downey Jr. from, like, Less Than Zero and all these other movies, and I honestly thought, no way, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. No way. And, and then the within perfect Iron Man. ten minutes into the first Iron Man movie, I was like, they made the right call. <laughs> I knew they had made I'd, the right call. I, I was, like, three when that came out, so yeah. I didn't end up seeing, like, a lot the Phase 1 movies until, like, 2014 or 2015. Or something. I feel so much older now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first MCU movie I saw in theaters was Civil War. Oh, actually. okay. So, that's, but it's a good start, though. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, but I, I'd seen all the other ones yeah. on, at home. I felt the same way when they announced Paul Rudd as Scott Lang because mm -hmm. I was not a big fan of uh, Paul Rudd as an actor, uh -huh. and I was like, ah, oh, they're gonna ruin like one of my yeah. favorite Marvel characters, which is Ant Man, and Yellow Jacket, and all that stuff. And then Paul Rudd came on the on the movie, awesome. and I was like. They nailed it again. I'm just going to stop complaining. Yeah. I'm going to stop complaining. And the, yeah, and I'm then, always wrong. Then The Winter Soldier is probably one of my favorite MCU movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so that's the thing. So, like, when uh, when I went to go see Winter Soldier, I was not a fan of the character because right. it was a huge retcon in the comics that they yeah. made Bucky alive. He, he went and killed Nomad. Nomad. Yeah, yeah. Nomad's, I don't know if you know this, if you've listened to old podcasts, Nomad was, like, one of my favorite Yeah, characters. well, yeah, you said that in the previous one. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And so, like, when they did it and they... I went and saw the movie. I was going, nope, not going to like it. And then I came out. I was like, he's one of the most awesome characters. I know. I love that movie so much. And then Rob, uh, Robert Redford is one, maybe my favorite actor yeah. of all time because The Sting is like one of my favorite movies. Nice. Um, yeah. And I, was, yeah, I thought he was really good in that movie. He was. And then they brought really him back good. for Endgame. Uh, yep. I was going to yeah. say they brought him back for Endgame. Yep. I thought Old Man and the Gun was going to be his last movie, but then I yeah. guess Endgame. They probably paid him enough. You got anything else? Oh, Shazam. Oh, you saw Shazam. I've yes. not seen Shazam oh, okay. or Aquaman. But it's you really can talk good. about it. It's, they're both. Uh, Feel free to I'm not gonna spoil it, it but no, spoil no, 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 it's fine. Um, I 
I really like Shazam, and I thought Aquaman was fun. So that's what I've heard. So I've heard Aquaman is a really fun movie, but I've heard yeah. Shazam is actually an incredible movie. Yeah, Aquaman was, like, fun to watch, and the CGI is really good in yeah. it. Like, it's probably one of the best CGI's I've seen in a, in a long time. Tell me okay. what you liked about Aquaman. Okay, let's, I, let's I really that. liked Jason Momoa as okay. Aquaman, and I liked Patrick Wilson as King Orm, okay. or King Ocean, oh, Master. Yeah. Ocean Master. Ocean um, Master, yep. I thought Black Manta was good, but they didn't use him enough. Like, he's kind of like oh, a... He's the really? secondary villain. He's not the main villain. But uh, then they tease him at the end to, like, a comeback. To, a, like, yeah, a yeah. second one. Yeah. It's like a Saturday morning 80s cartoon. Perfect. That's actually... Yeah. That actually encourages me to go see yeah. it. Because in, in the DC comic universe, actually, Aquaman is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I don't know why I've not seen the Aquaman movie yet. But in the DC... Or DC comics... <laughs> he was pretty Aquaman. bad in Justice League, though. I yeah, thought. and I think that's what has turned me off. So... So far, I think the only DC movie I've fully enjoyed was Wonder Woman. Right. And even that, like, Wonder Woman was good until up the to third the act, end, which is yeah, in, like where, a video like, game. It turns into, like, a Super Saiyan, like, yeah, the kind that, like, that made it uh, not an A plus movie yeah. for me. Yep. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think Shazam's better than Wonder Woman, in that's, my opinion. That's exactly what I hear, though. Yeah, so, and then, but they're both really good. And then Shazam. About, let's talk about Shazam. Woo, Bring it. I was not expecting it to like it that much. <laughs> I was expecting to like Captain Marvel more than Shazam. I was expecting to like Captain so Marvel more than Captain Marvel. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> um, but so you I ranked Shazam over Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah. By far. By, by far, no mm -hmm. less. Yeah. Um, All right. Zachary Levi is amazing as Shazam. I hadn't really... I'd seen him in Tangled, but yeah. that was it. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, no. He, I didn't know this, but he's the blonde Warriors 3 guy. From Thor, like um, is he? yeah, the guy who looks like Robin Hood. He's Fandral. Fandral, yeah, he's Holy him. He just has a lot of <laughs> makeup. He's just really good at Shazam. All the kids are really good. Like usually, child actors, it's like a hmm. yeah, it's uh, kind of questionable. But there's like six kids in the movie. They're all really good, especially the main two guys, yeah. Billy Batson sure. and Freddy. The villain is like eh, but it's not the villain's movie. Yeah. Like, but then I'm excited to see Black Adam and Shazam too. They don't tease him, but they already cast the they, Rock. So. Yeah. Very cool. Is there anything else you want to dish I, out? Good. I think that's it. All right. As always, it's a pleasure to have you, sir. Thank and I you. look forward to next year having yeah. you on here. We'll talk Thanks other for movies, me. other shows. Oh, dude, always a pleasure. All always right. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one, man. You too. All right. Hey, we're back. And today I have with me, go ahead and introduce yourself. Mandolin. Most people know me as CJ, Cartoon Junkie Online. Okay. Do you have online? Do you have like YouTube, Twitter, or anything like that? Uh, kind of. I mean, I'm an artist. I'm a fan artist, so okay. some I might have. I have a small niche. <laughs> do you have a Deviant Art or anything? Yeah, yeah, I do. Cartoon. What's What's the page? Cartoon Junkie. Cartoon Junkie. There we go. Yeah. Go over there. Check it out. All right. So we're gonna talk about Shazam. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do you think of Shazam? So I've not seen it yet. But what? I know. You can't do that to me. I just gave you, you were trouble my... about <laughs> Endgame. Yeah, you were getting all my kids for not seeing Endgame, and now you tell me you haven't seen Shazam. Come on. <laughs> but I've heard a lot of good things about Shazam. We mm -hmm. just had someone else on here earlier talking about how good it was, mm -hmm. um, saying it's the best DC movie. I I have to agree. I mean, as far as um, how it's so, like, it's juvenile, but in the right sense that it's, like, perfectly juvenile for, like, for, for kids, for adults. It just, it takes you back to that, like, that time when you were a kid and you wanted to be a superhero. And yeah. to see it on the screen, like, this kid become a superhero, it's like, yes, like, this is this is what it's all about, you know? Yeah, one of my favorite scenes from the trailer, because I've not seen it yet, is <laughs> where they're talking to that realtor, and they're like, like, where can we get a hideout? Like, yes. I, we want a hideout, and I thought... <laughs> a lair. We right were looking there. for a lair. Yeah, right there. That was perfect humor for Shazam. It is. It's so, absolutely great. I've been lame because I've not seen it, but go ahead and talk about it. Spoil away, because the person who talked about it before, I told them spoil away, because what's the point of having him on if they can't talk about it? <laughs> so, what did you like about Shazam? What stuck out the most? Well, admittedly, the real reason why I wanted to go see is because Zachary Levi, he's my one of my favorite actors. Okay. And because I watched him in Chuck, he was the voice of Flynn yeah. Rider in Tangled. And just to see him in this role is just like, he is the embodiment of like Shazam and just he how has that, that boyish charm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. He's so, and I've been to his like nerd HQ and I've met him in person. Okay. He's such an approach, approachable person, person and just the way he presents himself, it, this is such a perfect role for him. Yeah. So what were some of the things in, in the movie that you liked? that really, really kind of 
made it so memorable, other than the actor. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard it's a great movie. Well, I've the humor, like the humor best. is perfect. It's okay. great. I was giggling the entire time because, like I said, it's that you know lovable, you know, childish charm that they bring to it, and they just knock it out of the park. It's just so so relatable in that regard, you know. Yeah. It really does make you feel like a kid again. How that awkward, like, oh, what, should I do this? Should, should I? I should, you know. And I assume that since he's a new hero, he doesn't know the limits of his powers yet. Yeah. So I imagine they played that up. Yeah. As so it's like him learning, like, oh my gosh, I have bullet immunity. <laughs> that's so cool. That is so cool. Like there's, I mean, that's, no, there's that's how you would be as a kid, right? Like yeah, there's you get these there's powers, this, yeah, there's someone shoots you and you're like, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, there's this one scene. It's that that scene that you see in the trailer where there there's the the robbers that come into, into the, the store, the convenience into the convenience store. store, and the kid, his friend, is like, oh, shoot him, shoot him. He's like, oh, God, no, don't shoot me. And then they do shoot him. He's like, oh, you're you're immune to bullets. And he's like, but what about your face? And he's like, shoot him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if it's that's just the suit that's invulnerable? What about your face? Shoot him. And that's funny. So it's don't his... don't actually shoot your friends. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Don't don't ever test it. Don't put on the sand yeah, shirt yeah, and yeah. be like, I'm bulletproof. Yeah. Doesn't work. I tried it with Superman. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. So I assume it's it's his friend, right? He's like yeah, shooting the, in the face. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Like, yeah. you have your best friend who is. You know, your same age, other than when it turns into Shazam. Yeah. Telling someone to shoot my friend in the face. Yes. <laughs> so, who is the villain in Shazam? Do we have a villain in Shazam? Yes, there is a villain. I His name escapes me, but he's played by Mark Strong. Okay. I believe that's Mark the actor's Strong. name. Okay. And uh, you can tell me, what's the villain's name? Dr. Savannah. There you yeah, go. That, that's my friend Larry over here. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Larry. <laughs> he, he's, more, he's more savvy on, like, the, the backstories the, the and everything. Side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just like to go just to see yeah. the coolness. And, yeah, there's a villain, and apparently, like, from what I remember, I only saw it once, but the original Shazam, he's getting old, and he needs to transfer his power on to someone. Oh, so we see a previous version of Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he's the last remaining of, you know, however many there used to be. Right. And so he needs to find someone to, you know, take, you know. The mantle. Take, yeah, to t pass the torch. And so he first, you know, finds this one kid, but he realizes the kid is uh, being, you know, tempted by the dark side. Yeah, there's these there's the these other villains called the Seven Deadly Sins that take control of Mark Strong's oh, character. Okay. Yeah, and so... As a last attempt, he finds Billy, and he—it's just like a last attempt. Like he has to find a kid, and so Billy has to be the one the because one. everyone else, because he's gone through so many different kids trying to find the right one. The right one. And so it's just like, dude, you have to be it. Like yeah. you have to. You be have it. to be the right one this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he gives you know, saying, you know, put your hand on the staff, say my name, so my powers flow through you. He's like, okay, Shazam, woo. That's and it's awesome. freaking awesome. That's cool. I did see. I did not know about the uh, like the seven deadly. The really, type really of okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Like I like that they have another Shazam that kind of leads up to it. It's not just suddenly yeah. Baxton has power. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. That is really, really cool. I have to ask because before we started recording, I had asked, "Had have you seen Avengers: Endgame, Captain Marvel? <laughs> what was the last Marvel movie that you have seen?" Oh gosh, go I Black think Panther? yeah, I think it was uh, Infinity War. Okay, Infinity War. Okay. And Black Panther and, you know, all those. So what do you think? Um, no, Ant-Man and Wasp, I think. Oh, that's right. Ant-Man and yeah, Wasp yeah, was yeah. after. That is right. So what do you think that? What do you think of the MCU and how they've built this up so far? I am so impressed, like legitimately impressed. And honestly, I think a lot of others can agree the Marvel MCU is a lot more, like way better than the DC. Uh, that I would heavily yeah, agree with Yeah, I mean, their TV, TV shows, I haven't watched many of their TV shows, unfortunately, but I hear their TV shows are a lot better than the movies because it's it, 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 they are more, it should be more episodic anyway, yeah, you know? I agree. The way it all ties into each other rather than just have one movie and done. Done, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the TV shows, so the TV shows were definitely better. So Wonder Woman was a great movie all the way up to the end. Oh, I didn't okay. like the end where, have you not seen Wonder Woman? No. The way you nodded and said, <laughs> okay, I could tell you had not seen, how have you not seen Wonder Woman? Ah, uh, no, 
not my thing. <laughs> oh my god, it's such a good movie though. I, I will check it out. I've been meaning to like actually sit myself down and go through everything. Okay. I I actually want to like before I see Endgame, which will probably be out of theaters by the time. But I do want to watch all the Marvel movies before. Build up to it. Yeah, everything in order from Iron Man up. Down. Okay. Mm-hmm. DC for me has not been all that good. Like they yeah. have all the premier characters. Everyone knows Superman. Everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows these characters, and like I feel like DC can't get it right. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that Shazam, like a character that yes. not a lot of people know, uh, yeah, is exactly. hitting it big. And considering the fact that Shazam and Marvel and DC kind of had that conflict, yeah. and so that's yeah, what with the Captain ended, Marvel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they had to give him a new name yeah. and turn him to Shazam. Yeah. So. So the one thing that I do like that the MCU has done is that they've made the whole comic book world like relatable to everyone. Yes. So you don't have to have all these comics to know Captain America, Thor. You're going to know a different version, but that's fine. And Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Oh, have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's always done. Yes. What? All right. First, what's your first impression of Into the Spider-Verse? Just pure freaking eyeball candy. Just it, eye candy. Just, it was. It's, it's, eye um, and audio candy, because it was written <laughs> so well. Exactly. And just the visuals, because like I said, I'm an artist, and I had actually seen, um, I was lucky enough to go see the uh, an early screening of it, oh, okay. and at the oh, very end, nice. they had a freaking Q&A with the, the directors, and two of the directors, oh. Chris Miller, Phil Lord, uh, they're, uh, they're my heroes, because they, yeah. they, they worked on Clone High, they worked on oh, Cloudy oh, with yeah. a Chance of Meatballs, the Lego movies, all this other yeah. stuff that, you know, is super duper funny and amazing and just to see them their style of comedy and everything in this in this uh, spider-man movie is just everything you can hope for and more i agree so i'm gonna admit to something and as an artist you may reach over and hit me (laughs) but when i first saw the trailer to into the spider-verse i saw the art style and it you know it has that weird art style where it's Mm -hmm. like you have like normal motion and then the characters are not like in a jerky motion but Mm -hmm. they're not Super, super smooth. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird style of animation. They, they explained it. They they uh, animated it on twos. Yeah. On two frames, as opposed to like uh, the, the, whole the regular thing. twelve or you yeah. know however many they animated on twos. Yeah. So that's why you get like a little jerk, 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 jerk. But that's to add to the style. Like they wanted to make it as Something comic different. booky as yeah. possible. You know. And I'm gonna admit, when I first saw the trailer, I wasn't sold. So I saw it and I was like, I love Spider-Man. They put in Spider-Ham, which is, oh my God. (laughs) I didn't go see it in the theater. I actually wait. I know. That's why I said you might hit me. I waited (laughs) till it came out on Blu-ray because the guy I normally do the podcast with, Mm -hmm. Michael, he he saw it in the theater and was like, it's Mm. the best movie ever. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Then I watched it on Blu-ray. I've now seen it about six times. Right, right. Because it's freaking amazing. But I know I understand you though, because you know when you when you have such a passion for like a certain character, like you do have your hang-ups. Like I'm still like leaning about like the new Aladdin movie, for example. <laughs> Aladdin is very dear to my heart. I'm kind of I'm really skeptical about the new movie, but I will see it just to give it because a it's shot. Aladdin, you know, right. you know, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't I hate to have that bias over yeah. certain things without actually giving it a fair shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so when I finally broke down and I did get the Blu-ray and I watched it, I was so blown away. Not only did the visual style not bother me once mm-hmm. I was watching it, like, mm-hmm. I watched it and I was like, ugh, there's the art. And then two minutes into it, I was, like, so heavy into it that I forgot exactly. to notice that the animation was kind of weird. And the writing is incredible. Mm-hmm. There's one of my favorite scenes is when his dad is in the cop car and drops yep, him off at school. Yep. And he gets all the way to the front door and he goes, <laughs> And he's like, oh, yes. dad. That- yes, like like that other scene where, you know, um, Peter ends up dying in yeah. his universe. Well, which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Spider-Man ends up dying, and um, Miles, you know, he has spider powers, and so he they're at the podium. You know, MJ's giving the speech, and then, because she says to everyone, oh, it's it's up to us, and he's like, yes, it's up to me. Miles like, it's up to me, and yeah. then someone leans over, I don't think she means you, you. specifically. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's good. Like, it's so the perfect. Little things like that. I love the various spider people that they threw in. Yes. Like, like I said, Spider-Ham. Freaking Nick Cage Nick as Spider-Noir. <laughs> when he shows up and he's inside and it's, there's still wind. and Wherever like, I go, the wind follows yeah. and the like, wind smells wind like rain. <laughs> Sometimes I hold a match and burn my fingers just, just to, to feel, feel something. 
like so many good little lines like yes, that, that they threw yes. in. And like I said, the inclusion of Spider-Ham. I was just talking to the person before mm-hmm. this that what kills me is back in the 80s, I bought everything Marvel. Like I was a complete Marvel junkie. Mm-hmm. And so I had the first appearance of Spider-Ham. In one of my many moves, I eventually got rid of it. Because I was like, oh, it's just a silly comic, whatever. I'm never going to read this thing again. Mm-hmm. Now worth $300. Wow. Ridiculous because of End of the Spider-Verse. Wow. It became a big thing because that's his first appearance. I bet, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so angry at myself. you have anything else you want to throw out? Any TV shows you watch? Yes. We- well, right now I am actually watching. Well, this is the only season I'm watching of Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. For one reason, one reason only, Constantine. Oh. Oh, yeah, Constantine. It was I, so good to see him back in that. Yes, I loved the original um, NBC series, yes. and freaking NBC didn't know what the, the gem it. that they had, yep. and they let it go. It's been five years now that, um, you know, they've been, the fans have been been wanting pushing. Yeah. You know, him to be Matt Ryan. Yeah. I actually met him twice. Oh, really? Yeah, really sweet guy. Like, super, he loves his fans. Yeah. You can tell he appreciates his fans. We want him back. You yes. know, we still want him, and it was I'd so be happy with the I would watch that. Yeah, so we were so thrilled to to see him, you know, be added into yes. Legends of Tomorrow. Even though it's very like their dynamic, his character and their kind of Which eh. kind of makes sense because he's landed that whole cult stuff and all that other stuff. He was yeah. even in his own series, uh, short lived as it was, he was kind of standoffish. Yeah. You know, his character was. So. Yeah, but it's kinda like uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean it's it, it works. But it, I guess it is nice to see a sillier side to him. Yeah. I guess that's 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 what I'm saying in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So they, um, I believe it was last season, they brought him back a few times. Mm-hmm. Did you watch those also? I only watched the episodes of Arrow and Legends Tomorrow's that had him had in it. Him I in never it. watched this series. <laughs> I feel so, bad for saying that. Like, I'm only watching it for him. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Arrow started off so good. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really good. And then... Do you care if I mention the slight spoiler? Go ahead, okay. go ahead. So they bring him and Felicity together as an item, mm-hmm. and it just becomes a train wreck because it becomes like uh, soap opera. Yeah. And yeah. he's <laughs> over here nodding as well. It becomes a soap opera that becomes almost impossible to bear. Oh, really? And I ended up dropping Arrow was the first show I dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched Flash for a long time until I, every season. Was yeah, I have a friend who's been wanting me to watch Flash, too. So My I, problem with Flash, and the reason I dropped it, is every season, it's always a Speed Force villain. Like, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, Flash has, in the comics, he has a ton of villains. Mm, he has a whole mm-hmm. gallery of people that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. And every season, it's like, this guy's a Speed Force villain, and now it's this guy who has Speed Force, and then it's this guy who has Speed Force. The, and I finally gave up, yeah, like, the one, five or six seasons in. Yeah, the one, the only reason I kind of want to watch Flash is because there's a couple episodes directed by uh, one of my favorite directors, Kevin Smith. Oh, yes, yes. I absolutely that was, admire uh, that man. <laughs> yeah, oh, who doesn't? Yeah. If you're, if you're into any sort of comic or movie mm-hmm. that has to do with comics, you mm-hmm. know who Kevin Smith exactly. is. Exactly. And you love Kevin Smith. Yes. So. Like he, it was actually his uh, animated series Clerks that inspired oh, me to be a cartoonist. Yeah. But I, I also loved his movies, Clerks and, Ma- yeah. and Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, all that. Have you ever seen, so he does a, he's done two of them now, but the mm-hmm. special uh, Evening with Kevin Smith? Yes. Gold. Those things I, are gold. I just want to point out real quick. I was actually there during his filming of the Silent but Deadly. Oh, really? I was there. He oh. was he was supposed to film, you know, like two separate yeah. ones, but he couldn't do the second one because he had that heart attack. Yeah, yeah. I was For the, the, first one. the first. That's so cool. I I was so scared because people started. I posted about it like the night after, yeah. you know, after we had seen it. Like, hey, I got to see Kevin Smith, and then everyone started texting me, like That's messaging me in the morning on social media, like, oh my god, did you hear what happened? I'm like, what happened? They're like, he, and then I looked it up. He had a heart, heart attack. attack. I'm yeah. like, I was so scared. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I would hate it if. Like, I had been there and, like, he actually, like, some bad happened. I'm like, I would have been devastated. But, oh, my gosh, thank whoever, whatever's up there, out there for keeping him. (laughs) I agree. I agree. The world needs Kevin Smith. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Very cool. Do you have anything else to add? Here's hoping that with the release of uh, Swamp Thing that we might get more Constantine. That's true. Constantine would fit. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> yes, he would. That is a good call. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping and coming on here. Once again, what's the Deviant Art where they can find you? Cartoon Junkie. That's one word with an IE. Perfect. <laughs> Look it up. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you again for stopping by. Thank you. Appreciate it. Up next, we have. Go ahead and introduce yourself, good sir. Hi, my name's Larry. All right, Larry. At least you have seen Captain Marvel. 
<laughs> unlike other people over here. And uh, you've seen Endgame as well? Yes. All right, let's talk Captain Marvel first. What do you think of Captain Marvel? The two things I enjoyed the most out of it were the 90s nostalgia. Right, that was and, cool. And um, the twist uh, ending. You're going to talk about the scroll and the Kree? Yeah. So... Obviously, you're a comic book fan then, because yes. you know that that's yeah. a twist. So the entire time I was watching the movie, I was waiting for the scrolls to flip. Right. I was waiting for them to flip, and then they right. show the scroll family, and I was like, "This is gonna be super awkward if they suddenly make these guys evil." And they flip it so that the Kree are actually the ones who are more like evil, not yeah. evil, but mm, maligned, shall we say? Right. Which is typical for the Kree. They're typically shown kind of like questionable at times but they were definitely more the villain in Captain Marvel and I was not was not expecting that yeah that's a that's something that's that I appreciate out of the MCU is Marvel especially gears towards the movie fans yes like they will flip so many things that's already in like from comic continuity so if you've been following Marvel like the comics you will be surprised in almost every movie, yeah, at least I with agree. one little thing or not. I agree. They they definitely like borrow from obviously from the lore of the comics, but they're as you said, they're willing to take it something and change it around. So people like me and you who are like, the scrolls are gonna turn on them and we're giggling inside and then we get to the end we're like, the scrolls didn't turn on them, you know? Exactly. That's such a cool a cool thing. <laughs> right? So that was really, really cool. I loved that about the scrolls that they were actually the good guys and the whole family dynamic to these guys. It's not just the warriors. And, yeah. 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 I, I would have totally been up for if in the future since Disney now owns Fox too. Yes. Where if, if they God. brought in like Super Scroll and characters like that where they couldn't have before. But, you know, yes. now if they do include characters like that, they're going to have to rewrite them. Yeah. How cool would have that now that you mentioned Super Scroll? Because I'm I'm a big fan of the Fantastic Four. So okay. that's why I'm really happy that Disney now owns X-Men, Fantastic Four, and all that stuff. Right. How cool would it have been if at the first dinner for Captain Marvel, if they showed like a scroll sitting in a chair and he just lights his hand on fire, like one turns invisible and like one turns to stone, just so you know that's Super Scroll. I would have loved it. Dude, I, that I would, would have been such a good it. stinger. I'm hoping now that Disney owns Fantastic Four and X-Men that we are going to see that. And, you know, another thing, like, that's in the comics that now they'd have to do, they wouldn't really be able to do, at least in the same way, is Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Like, they kind of did that in this yeah. movie, but into a very small, small extent. Yeah. So one of the earlier people that we were talking about, that was something that we were saying because he was saying that he read the comics too. So he was waiting for a secret invasion. Like, some of these heroes are going to be, like, not who they are. You know, we do see um, Agent Coulson is a scroll, which was a great scene where, where Fury's driving with him and Coulson calls him. He's like, where are you guys? I came out of the warehouse and you guys are gone. He's like, uh... He looks at Coulson's in the car with him. He's like, uh, oh, really? So we know that they did impersonate some people, but as you said, it, we know they didn't do the thing where they impersonated a bunch of superheroes, like abducted them and impersonated them. Exactly. So that, and I feel like that's something that they probably won't be able to do now that we've seen them as like kind of good guys. Yeah, they, they'd have to write it in such a way, like if someone were to, like say, say the collector were to have collected a bunch of a scrolls bunch. and somehow mind controlled them or convinced them yeah. to. Yeah, or if they say like when Captain Marvel took them off into space, something went wrong and now they want revenge exactly but we'll see but let's talk about a more recent what about avengers endgame because i could talk about that forever <laughs> that had so much going on in there it did and, and i mean and it's done in such a way that it's not boring like for a long movie it, yes. it like keeps you invested three hours flew by for me yeah like, i didn't I didn't even think about, you know, going pee or nothing like that. Like, I was so, from the moment it starts, I was so into it. I'm not even sure I was breathing at that point. I think I may have <laughs> forgotten because I was just watching the movie and so into it at the time. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Like, um, and then all the time travel and inter-multiverse uh, mythos that they had to use yeah. just to... You know, to make it all happen. Exactly. And, uh, you know, everybody that they were able to use and to bring back for this movie. I agree. Do you have any specific moment? You can have more than one. One thing was Captain America giving himself a regular life. So the ending with Tony Stark where, you know, he sacrifices himself and whatnot. Right. 
you know, I was like, ugh, you know, it's like been 10 years of Tony Stark. But when they show Cap at the end sitting on the chair and you find out that he went back for Peggy and spent that time, dude, I was bawling. I'll freely admit it, I was crying like a freaking baby. And You know, it's funny because an, a friend of mine had uh, to- watched it earlier the day that I did. Right. And she told me, bring Kleenex, bring tissues. <laughs> and I, I was open to cry because... I, I don't really feel afraid showing emotion. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it just hit me just under enough where I didn't. Like, yeah. I, I felt it where I could have if, if they added a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I was fine. And wow, then, that scene, like, killed me. But it's funny <laughs> because I did cry a little bit um, going to a different uh, branch of Marvel with uh, Edge of Spider-Verse with uh, Stanley's um, audio cameo. Yeah. Because it was, yeah. like, so close to his death. Right. That, you know, that was the last... Uh, comic book movie where I cried. Yeah. So speaking of Stanley and stuff like that. So what got me? I want to say it was at the beginning of Captain Marvel where they do the you know they do the Marvel, the comic flipping that flip 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 at the very beginning. Oh yes. And it's all Stanley. Like from that moment on, I was like, <gasps> like just trying to hold it in because it had been just after he'd passed. That was amazing. So that was. I mean, it was amazing, but. Geez. Yeah. Kill my emotions. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, actually, that was the last movie where I cried, but for a very different reason. Okay. Because so in Captain Marvel, since earlier we mentioned 90s nostalgia. Yes. Okay, so my absolute favorite celebrity, and I've met her twice, is Gwen Stefani. Okay. And my favorite band is No Doubt. Okay. And um, knowing that they used a, one of their songs in a Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah, this moment is <laughs> this for me. This is it. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Yeah. So you have anything else that sticks out in Avengers Endgame? Um, There's one yeah. I'm thinking of that, if you don't like it, I'm going to be really, really surprised. Uh, it, has to do with Cap. it also has to do with Cap. I was thinking about when he gets Thor's hammer. Yeah. You know, that was one of the only two things that I predicted of the movie that came true. Yeah. And the other was the whole passing of the torch, actually. Yeah. Going into Endgame, I knew that Chris Evans had said he doesn't want to do any more movies. He wants to start directing. Right. So I was like, they're going to kill him or they're going to do something to him. And then, right. uh, Robert Downey Jr. had said the same thing. Like He's like, I'm kind of done. want to exit out. So I was like, they're probably going to kill him also. Yeah. And what's funny is I had heard Chris Hemsworth was also like, I'm kind of done. But I feel like he's staying with how they did with the as guardians of the galaxy kind of thing. Yeah. I, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how he'll how mesh he'll... with that movie. If he sticks around through that. I think he'll do all right. Because what was really cool is, um, was it Infinity War where they find him? Yes. And they do that whole <laughs> yeah. dynamic. He's got the body of a god. I have the body of a god. <laughs> Quill, are you making your voice deeper? No, I always talk like this. Like that whole dynamic I am really looking forward to. Yeah, so am I. Quill, I mean, other than Drax, doesn't have someone to bounce off like that. Someone who's going to basically usurp his confidence. Right. And Thor is that dude. Even though Thor uh, in Endgame has let himself go, I, I say finally I can cosplay a superhero. I can finally cosplay Thor because he's <laughs> got my body. <laughs> you know, I, I actually found that interesting that they went with the whole obvious drinking for Thor. Yes. Because, like, I was talking with the same friend who, who recommended the Kleenex for Endgame uh, that, uh, you know, for Iron Man 2, they could have easily written Tony as an alcoholic like they yeah, did in the comics. They, yeah. Yeah, demon in the bottle. But they didn't. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, now they did that with Thor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so one of my previous people that I was talking to, I was asking him how they felt about that change in Thor. And he was like, I was cool with it, but a friend of mine wasn't. And his friend uh, was a big Thor fan. I was like, what's funny is I'm a huge Thor fan, probably one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe. Okay. And I was absolutely okay with it. Because the way I see it is (laughs) Thor not only lost half of the Asgardians, he had also recently just lost his brother. Yeah. His brother's next snap. He lost Hemdell. He lost the Warriors 3. He lost his father. He lost his mother. Like, the dude lost a lot of stuff. Yeah. So him binge drinking to lose that many people so shortly? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is it is completely believable. Yeah. And it does fit that mold. Yeah, I agree. You, we were talking, you watched the show still, right? Like Arrow, Flash, and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. The, the only one that I really dropped has been Gotham. Goth- yeah, so same here. I dropped Gotham, I think, after season two. Okay, I got midway to four, I believe. Okay. And then I was just like, yeah, I, I just can't. Done. Yeah. I, I, like, go in and out of Arrow. Like, 
I, I'm up to date on it, but like how you mentioned with a friend of mine that uh, it's turned into a drama show. Yeah. Of so like, oh, I love you. I don't love you. So oh, Felicity, I can't be with you. I can be with you. So if I'm uh, watching any DC shows, that's the one where I will doze off on. Yeah, easiest. that's the one you're like, this one will put me to sleep. Actually, um, one of their newest shows, if not their newest live action, has become my new favorite DC show. Which one's that? Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom. So I've not watched it. Is it that's on a streaming service, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so I've not watched Doom Patrol, so it's good. It's really, really good. They use a lot of the earlier characters from the team. Yeah. Which, and I was telling a friend of mine that, um, you know, a lot of those earlier ones, they weren't really written as well because, you know, they'll have some personality traits and then there they are. But I love how they kind of retroactively add history and personality to these original characters. characters yeah yeah that's really cool brandon fraser is uh, is robot man He's robot man yeah that's so yeah. freaking cool it's and cool to see brandon fraser doing something again he he is actually the perfect fit for that role like yeah. his timing and everything is just so good yeah i've always liked brandon fraser like i don't know why he dropped out of like showbiz for like a long time like after the mummy i feel like he kind of went away yeah after the third one it yeah. feels like well thank you for coming on oh thank is you. there anywhere where they can find you online or anything like that uh, no Do you no have twitter instagram I, facebook i, I have anything? a facebook but uh, i mean it's mostly friends and family okay sounds good sir thank you thank you, you very much and i've had a few people on the podcast to talk about various movies that they've seen uh, including into the spider-verse captain marvel uh shazam uh endgame and now my wonderful wife, who went and I'm got back. massaged or acupuncture, acupuncture. Or both, is now back. All right, so we're going to talk Game of Thrones. You want to talk about Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay, what do you want to talk about Game of Thrones about? Okay, so Arya. Spoiler uh, yeah. alert. Spat I actually didn't think Arya would kill the Night King. Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited that she did. Yeah. So there was a uh, cool little meme that was floating around the internet. You know the guy who made her her weapon? Yeah, her, like, buddy. Yeah, uh, there's a meme floating around the internet that says he was the only one that saw Arya coming. Yeah, so Arya uh, has definitely been a very cool character throughout all seven seasons of Game of Thrones. You want to talk about that whole scene? Well, I mean, it, was, it, it set it up, and it was very, like emotional going to the front because like Bran and everything like that and dude can't move <laughs> well he's in a wheelchair he can't technically move but why didn't he move do you remember no you remember he had Theon and a couple dudes guard him and he said I'm gonna go on a trip and then he closes his eye or his eyes like go white and yeah takes over the ravens and stuff like that so Bran was even though he's in a wheelchair he technically could not move at that time because he was taking over ravens or whatever it is that Bran does. And Theon really proved himself. Yeah, so to me, Theon was, I mean, even though um, Arya uh, was the one who did put an end to the Night King, I think Theon was one of the bigger character moments in that episode. Because Theon, who had originally betrayed them... The Starks. Yeah, betrayed the Starks... Um, had the choice of not being there and he said no i want to be in winterfell this is where i want to be and i wanted to help defend and he chose to stand with bran all the way to the end and he did a great job fighting off the um white walkers and stuff like that until he basically ran out of arrows and then picked up the little spear thing was spearing away as much as he could until the night king showed up and he knew he was as good as dead bran came back and said you're a good man, Theon. And then he took the spear, ran towards Night King, knowing he was going to die, and uh, was gutted for it and died uh, a true hero. And then remember that meme that we saw where, like, like all the White Walkers can make all that noise, but when they're in the library, oh, they yeah. get really quiet? Yeah, suddenly when they're in the library, they obey the rules. <laughs> that wasn't a meme. That was, what's her name, the comedian from SNL? Yes. That her? Yeah. Leslie Jones, yeah. who's hilarious when she watches Game of Thrones by yeah. the way. She does funny videos. So anyway, we're still here at um, Free Comic Book Day. It's kind of slowed down. It is definitely slowed down. Um, it is a little bit past one. The lines have gone away. Uh, there's not as many people wandering around. 
We do have some people near us in cosplay taking photos um, from the Sci-Fi Coalition. Colleen is here also over in her own booth uh, vending. So and the battery is very low right so now. So we're probably going to like log off, right? Yes. We're at 7% on the battery. And uh, no way to currently charge it. Yeah. I mean, I already hear people ready to pack up. Yeah. There are people around us packing up. Um, so... I want to thank those of you that are listening right now who also took the time to hang out, talk, say hello. It was a good time here today. I mean, I didn't spend as much time as I should have. But well, no, you had to go get Snap, Crackle, Pop. Right, but it's just me. And me. And I don't know if Tom really likes the fact that I'm his new podcast person. I don't mind. It's just sometimes you're all over the place. Like you want to talk about something, but then you don't really talk about it. All right, so that's going to do it for today. We are going to go ahead and wrap this up. This is Thomas Logue and Amy Logue. And from Comic Relief Podcast and podcasting from Southern California Comics. And Amy's Corner, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, which is not happening. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to check us out at comicreliefpodcast.com or you can visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast or go to our YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast and finally there is our Twitter page which is twitter.com forward slash comicreliefpodcast P-O-D-C. I'd like to give a special shout out to Travis Richards, who did the music for the Comic Relief Podcast. Visit his website at www.travisarichards.com.